Hello and welcome to Crestor, a purposeful life driven by endurance. This is episode one of the brand new podcast that uh, Patty and I have put together here and we're super excited to share with everybody. And uh, how about you say, howdy, Pat? Howdy, (laughs) y'all. The irony that I'm the one from Texas. Guys, so we got we got a, a fun episode in store uh, for everybody. Um, what we're gonna do is it's not gonna match what we're gonna try and do for future episodes, but um, obviously the first one we got to be a little different. Um, and let's start out by talking about the show and what what we're doing here. So, Pat, do you want to take a stab at uh, how we came up with our our title, Crestor, uh, Purposeful Life Driven by Endurance? Yeah, I'd love to. Um... So Crestor itself uh, kind of has two meanings. Uh, first, coming from our background from naval aviation, uh, carrier specific, uh, Crestor is a position of a uh, a reference behind the carrier, uh, one that is ideal when uh, coming into land, and then kind of transitioning towards our endurance background uh, we're referencing the cresting of a hill um, and then as yeah accomplishing goals yeah yeah making things happen yeah absolutely and then uh, bringing that all together our kind of ethos of a purposeful life driven by endurance kind of brings it all as one um, our ability to get to where we are today was uh how would you put it dan it was no accident we've worked hard and uh we've been intentional yeah yeah absolutely and um kind of our experiences our trials and tribulations of our endurance background how it allowed us to uh kind of take on what our profession as carry aviators has uh, presented us and not only take them on, but uh, excel in this career, which uh, yeah. uh, isn't easy, I will for say. And it's a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Cool. So that kind of gives you an idea of what the purpose of the show is, but... Uh, uh, we're just trying to tie those three things together and uh, and kind of build from there. Um, but yeah, the purpose of the show is really that Pat and I were were having a beer uh, last weekend and just thinking how uh, we love talking about stuff. Endurance athletes love talking about endurance events. Um, Navy pilots love talking about flying. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, you know, what we we enjoy talking about it. Maybe, uh, some other people would love to get in on the dialogue as well. And, uh, and, uh, share our thoughts. Um, and along with that, we, we are both, uh, curious people in the sense that, uh, we, you know, consider ourselves to be people who ask questions and, uh, and are trying to, to learn, learn things about, uh, the world and not just, uh, be passive observers. And, uh, uh, Pat came up with a really good way to put that, you know, like the quest for why we're always just kind of like searching out for, uh, 
for answers and uh, learning new things and uh, incorporating that into our life. And uh, we're not always going to know that those answers, but um, the byproduct of asking questions is you learn something and you become uh, a little bit better uh, as a result. So, so I think that's kind of uh, our our reason for for sitting down and doing this. Um, with that, Patty, uh, why don't you give us a, a little background on who you are and, you know, what makes you, you and, um, whatever else you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Patrick Sopko, born and raised in Matthews County, Virginia, uh, 81 square miles, no stoplights, uh, very much a tradesman type of community, small town USA. Uh, my parents established a seafood company in the mid 80s. Uh, got free labor out of my three older brothers and myself. Uh, and during <laughs> that free labor, we learned life lessons, um, which we still use to this day. Uh, but <laughs> as uh, I grew up in Matthews, um, sports were a big part of life there. The old Friday Night Lights kind of theme. Um, oh, love it. Yeah, as Texas, that's their life. Still is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but kind of fast forwarding, soccer became my go-to sport and eventually took it on to the college level, um, played division one soccer at the Naval Academy, led her all four years. And, uh, as I was doing that, I kind of gained a grasp for my endurance background. And, uh, eventually I was in flight school and my oldest brother, um, gave me a call asking if I wanted to run the Boston marathon with him. Um, at this point, never done a uh, training build-up for some type of event. I've just uh, showed up to practice Monday through Sunday and told my coach told me to do. So my brother... Yeah, it was all a byproduct of soccer up to that point, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, little did I know, I was kind of good at it. <laughs> so... Um, September of 15, did my first marathon in Santa Rosa, California, and went 2.53, I think, and qualified for my first Boston Marathon. And then I was off to the races. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. That's wild. And that was your first marathon? That was my first marathon, yeah. Wow. So... <laughs> That's incredible. And uh, I I just want to hear you talk more about this, but uh, I, I think you did a, a somewhat longer run uh, recently that warrants mention. Yeah. Um, so I was sitting at work. And this is kind of classic me. A buddy of mine, <laughs> former instructor of mine, um, as if I wanted to do a 24-hour race. Uh, and it was local, so, you know, it's kind of easy in regards to logistics aspects of it. You know, wake up, show up to the start line, and get after it. 
Uh, so I said yes. And, uh, you know, when someone that's kind of been a role model to you asks you a question, you know, you don't say no. <laughs> yep. So uh, we got to start line, not really understanding not ever being exposed to this type of layout. But for 24 hours, we did a 3.75 mile low loop. And uh, kind of with my experience at this time, I uh, just took it slow and chipped away at it. And uh, was able to complete my first 100 plus miles at one attempt. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it was fun. Lots of uh, so memories. The, the furthest you'd run prior to 100, what'd you do, 101 miles? I did 102.25. 102. Yeah. Wow. So, and the furthest you'd run before 102 miles was a marathon? A 50 miler. Yeah. A 50 yeah. miler, that's right. Yeah. So. yeah. so you're no newbie when it comes to ultras. Nah, just got to keep the tank half full <laughs> that's incredible yeah. nice um, that was a great introduction <laughs> um, so for mine uh, I'm Dan I'm from uh, San Angelo Texas out in West Texas and uh, grew up in the same little small town my whole uh, you know raising there from birth to 18 and uh had a, a fun family of six uh, that I got to uh, to lean on and and nurture me through uh, everything and also most importantly the competition that comes from having three siblings uh, was huge and uh, kind of making me who I am and uh, did baseball basketball soccer and then by the time I got to high school I uh, broke my arm actually going into high school and. Uh, tried swimming as a rehab for my broken arm. I broke my humerus on my left arm. So between the elbow and the shoulder, and it was, uh, it took a while to heal and, uh, fell in love with swimming. And that ultimately got me into the endurance world. Uh, because other than that, I'd only ever run just like you were talking about Pat. I'd only ever run as a product of sports, uh, when I had to, not cause I, I wanted to <laughs> and swimming kind of taught me that I could really enjoy torturing myself <laughs> doing endurance stuff and then uh yeah and then i i got the bug to you know go to the naval academy and uh thankfully that worked out and uh, while i was there you know just the product of being around so many uh driven people and athletic people um it was kind of incredible the uh it's the whole iron sharpens iron my, my dad used to always say um uh, you know, your friends, think of your friends like, uh, you know, other competitors or athletes in a, a bike race. And if you can stay with, with the, the driven friends that are, that are going places, then you can draft on them just like in biking yeah. and they can draft on you and you can make each other better, you know? And, uh, that, that always stuck with me. And I thought about that a lot at the Academy cause there's so many, uh, you know, people just excelling at, um, ton of different uh things from the classroom to the sports fields and uh otherwise but uh but yeah getting to come back from class and just go out for a 10 mile run with like six or seven other people 
uh, it was not an uncommon thing. And so that kept me motivated. And then I, uh, started getting into, I did my first triathlon in high school. Um, and then I got really heavily into that at the Academy. And, uh, my big thing was, um, training for an Ironman my senior year. I wanted to do an Ironman before I started flight school and, uh, life got too busy. So I was able to complete Ironman Florida in, uh, 2012 and then took a break for, uh, five years as I got through flight school and kind of got established, uh, flying, flying the Hawkeye, um, and, uh, and then got into Ironman Maryland in 2017, Lake Placid in 18. And then I'm, uh, I'm going to be doing, uh, Arizona this fall for Ironman number four, which I'm really excited about. So yeah, um, really love the triathlon side of things. I, I actually haven't done any, a marathon outside of the triathlon format. <laughs> and, uh, that's something that, uh, I've been talking to Pat a lot about cause I want to change that, um, and, and hopefully put up a good time. Cause my best marathon is, uh, like a four fifteen or so, um, at the end of an Ironman, which I, I'm not embarrassed about, you know, I, it's at the end of the long day, but I'd love to see what I can do on fresh legs. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's worth talking about, obviously we're kind of anchoring down on endurance stuff, but, um, but yeah, Pat flies the, the cod, the, the CC Greyhound. Um, and, uh, and I fly the E2 Hawkeye and we're both, uh, instructors, uh, you know, teaching, teaching new students coming into naval aviation to, to do what we do. Um, and, uh, we sure love it. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, how do we exactly we meet? We didn't really know each other. I mean, we didn't know, know each other at the Academy, uh, whatever happened happened to meet there yeah i want to say it was here at the rag is when we uh really started to you know establish our friendship um yeah and then our first wall of stead roommates oh yeah that was awesome yeah dude <laughs> just uh yeah had our bikes had our brews <laughs> yep yep getting to bed at a reasonable time when our friends were wanting to stay up and have a few more beers. Um, Pat and I had, uh, (laughs) we, we, we knew we were kind of kindred spirits at that point. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Hold each other accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nerding out. It'd been a while since I'd found somebody who could nerd out on, uh, different types of, uh, recovery gear, like massage guns and and rollers (laughs) and, (laughs) and uh compression sleeves and <laughs> that was fun oh yeah yeah but yeah that's that's kind of who we are there's a, a whole lot more uh, obviously that's i think gonna naturally just kind of uh come out in the process of the podcast but uh we wanted to give you guys a little intro to uh what makes us tick um and uh i think we kind of established that but uh we're gonna go to a topic topic of the week now um, we're going to try and do this every week. Um, and this week we're going to talk about enjoying the journey. Pat, what is, what does that mean to you? Enjoying the journey. Um, when I hear that, I think back to my yoga practice and my instructor would always say each practice is a practice for the next practice. Um, yeah, it's kind of deep, but, uh, 
I think about that when I run, right? Like the run itself, it's not just about that run. It's understand this run is what allow you to continue the next run. Um, and you can change that word run to anything. Um, and yeah. they don't have to be the same two words in that same sentence. It could be this run is what sets me up for my next flight um, and so on. Yeah. So that's what I think when I uh, see that, enjoying the journey. Yeah, I think I think we have a natural propensity to have an unhealthy viewpoint of um, working out in general, specifically endurance sports, because yeah. when when you're not inundated in the into the the sport, you're not used to doing it. Um, you know, it's not a particularly enjoyable thing the first time you go for a run. Um, when you've you're recovering from an injury or a surgery or or just a season where you focused on other things. You're just not particularly fun that first time you go out for a run and you're huffing and puffing and your body's uh, protesting. Knocking the, the rust off. <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's natural at, at that point to think, you know, uh, I want to get this run over with because I know it's going to be good for me, but I'm not having a good time right now. Yep. So I understand where that, that uh, viewpoint kind of originates, but it's uh it's so important to and like you said it trickles down to everything in life it's so important to keep the perspective of you know you can't just rush through life uh ticking the boxes right like you can't uh you can't just go through an entire training plan for your your big race uh, at the end of the season um just looking towards your next workout you got to take a second to enjoy the journey um, that you're on and uh, one really powerful thing that uh, specifically written to this um, I was at the expo the day before or a couple days before Ironman Florida back in 2012 and I remember seeing somebody who had a dot tattoo I think it was on his calf um, clearly somebody who had completed an Ironman previous to, to this one and uh, and I was just you know so scared for my first first race um especially because i'd never done a marathon before um but i was like hey do you mind if i ask you um you know it I, it seems that you've done an iron man before is that correct he said yes and um uh, it's like do you have do you have any tips for a, for a total beginner you know i've done i've done a, a decent amount of uh maybe like 40 or so various other distances but never an iron man and he was like i do and it's probably not what you're looking for. You're probably looking for what type of goo to eat or <laughs> uh, some special trick or something. But he's like, keep in mind that you're already an Ironman because you made it to race day. And the race itself is just a, a very long celebration. <laughs> yeah. And I loved that. And he was right. I, you know, it wasn't an entire, you know, the entire thing wasn't uh totally smooth uh, there's some parts on the bike and the run especially that i was miserable at times but for the most part it was a celebration amazing and that's kind of life yeah, right dude. you know like some of life is going to be miserable and that that just happens but uh 
the majority of it could be pretty amazing if we uh, take a second to smell the roses, you know? Yeah, yeah it's um, maybe this is a bit of a tangent, but simple words of advice like that remind me of when I did my first marathon. Um, my cross-country coach in high school, I, I reached out to him. He actually had an Ironman background, and I asked him, you have any tips for your marathon? And he goes, Pat, it's a 20 mile warm up with a 10K race. <laughs> <laughs> and man, it got me through. It was funny. Um, <laughs> That's and maybe awesome. everyone's psyche works different, but I feel like I've run into so many people that have similar stories uh, that can relate to whether it's endurance sports or just challenges and life yeah that's huge another thing that i think about when i uh i think about enjoying the journey is it it, it makes a lot more sense to me at least um is think about the run that you're going on or the bike that you're going on the swim you're going on the yoga practice you're doing whatever it is or or maybe it's not even working out maybe it's like you said your flight or maybe even the desk work you're doing that's a lot less exciting than you know, the flight that you get to do later on in the day or whatever. Um, but if you think about it, like music, we don't listen to music to finish the song. You don't just turn on an album and you're like, God, I can't wait till this album's over. <laughs> if, if that was what you're thinking, you'd just not listen to the album. Right. So, um, you're actually enjoying the song, right? You're, you're, appreciated it as it as it comes um and oftentimes lamenting the fact that it ends um and uh i've definitely been trying to practice that during my my workouts and uh in my day-to-day life just being thankful for the the amazing uh, aspects of it and and then sometimes it's not as fun and and there's still really good parts about it but uh but yeah i really like that enjoy the music like, treat life like uh, music yeah it's beautiful yeah I feel like we're going to have some very practical tips that we talk about uh, in the show and then we're going to have some really like sappy <laughs> shit like that <laughs> enjoy the music yeah. <laughs> that's great um, cool you have anything else on uh, on our topic of the week there uh, no I think that's we hit the nail on the head. I think so. Well, how about you tell us about the tip of the week? All right, so the tip of the week. First one, episode one. Uh, don't overhydrate yeah. before bed. Um, now, why? Not not just for children. Yeah, <laughs> for adults itself um, yeah. as well, I should say. So the reason being, um, if you are to go to bed overhydrated, what that lead to is, what do you think? Having to wake up during your sleep. Um, maybe that doesn't seem like a big deal, but ultimately what it comes down to is it disturbs your sleep cycles, um, which is a big deal. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I um, will definitely as a sneak preview, we'll definitely be talking about some sleep hygiene stuff um, 
down the road because Pat and I are both really interested in that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the, the fact that, that you get pulled out, let's say you're about to enter or you just entered into deep sleep um, and you're repairing all the muscles. That's the phase in sleep where your, your body is uh, really doing a good job preparing itself uh, for workouts and, and you know, physical uh, type things. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have to pee. So it pulls you out, you wake up and you miss out on all that, that deep sleep. Like that's a big deal. You know, it's not just uh, like a kid don't drink before bed because uh, you're going to wet the sheets or whatever. Yeah. And uh, sleep is our friend. Yeah, I agree. And maybe you only think of it just that single night, but when it's a culmination of multiple nights, each week and then each month and then each year that's when it really adds up yeah and something i've i've been learning too is that the losing quality of sleep is it's it's a waste of your time because uh you know if you're if you're striving to get that eight hours of sleep then you should also strive to get eight hours of quality sleep right um Otherwise, you're kind of wasting your efforts a little bit. Cool. Um, all right, we didn't want to we didn't want to uh, over uh, overdo it the first episode. So, um, with that, I did want to bring up uh, some things that we've got uh, coming down the pipe for the future. Um, things that we can get excited about, uh, and this will be kind of a ever evolving show here but uh but yeah a book club we're talking about doing a book club and finding uh you know it, it could be uh an athletic book you know endurance uh board to run you know uh scott jerks north covering uh, some cool stuff that, as far as our athletic endeavors but it could also be something um in terms of uh you know sleep hygiene for example um, why we sleep by uh, Dr. Walker or, uh, or whatever. Um, so we're excited about maybe introducing, uh, some book club uh, type stuff and seeing if there's any interest in that. And then we also want to start talking about an athlete of the week. And I think that could bring in some really cool, uh, I don't know, different stories about, uh, races that, uh, maybe one of us hasn't heard about or either haven't heard about, you know? And uh, it'd be cool to hear some of these stories. Were there any other things that we were thinking about for the future? Uh, not off the top of my mind, but uh, as we said, we would do. Dan, did you have fun today? Oh, I had so much fun. Did you have fun? I had a blast. <laughs> that's the goal. At the end of the day, that's the goal. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, guys. That concludes episode one of crester a purposeful life driven by endurance thanks for joining us bye-bye